Welcome to the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast from Never Too Late Cafe. I'm your host, Laura Womack. Each week we sit down for a chat with someone just like you, someone who had an idea, a passion, a dream, or sometimes just a thought and planted that seed, watched it grow into something they wanted to share with the world. If you have an idea for a topic or someone that would be a guest for the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook where you can join our Never Too Late Cafe Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back for part two of our time with Megan Hill Daly. So A Lady's Reckoning, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that one. So um, that one, there's another actress that works on average in like a lot of his films opposite me. And her name is also Megan. (laughs) It's Megan Daly and Megan Jones. Mm -hmm. Megan Jones is her name. And she is a phenomenal actress. She's also worked with Amy in her Letters to Daniel series and everything. And she was the lead on um, A Lady's Reckoning, did a phenomenal job. Um, And I played like an investigative PI character that was like essentially in that one, she and her husband get caught up in a situation they weren't supposed to see with like this drug bust situation. And then he winds up being killed by the people involved and she winds up getting away and a police officer finding her and taking her home. And like, from there, she's like on like a path of revenge to get the people who killed her husband. And then my character kind of comes in, excuse me, my character kind of comes in to like give her the information that she needs to go forward. And like, here's, here's the route you can go. Like if you didn't know where to go before, now you do like, and then at at the end of it, I come in to kind of help save her because she's trying to get one of the last people involved. And then he kind of gets the jump on her back. So it's a little bit more equal than some of the last fight scenes she has throughout the film. And I come in and kind of like, we get the guy together and then I shoot him at the end. And that's this big scene. It's that one's very like action intensified kind of vibe more it's a it's a different vibe than some of his other films but it's it's one of my favorite favorites because it was my favorite to film but it's not one of my favorites that I've acted in in terms of I don't feel like that was my best job that I've done on a set so um are these all available like on YouTube Absolutely. or are there links um everything on my IMDB you can find via the Blessed Melody Productions YouTube page Blessed Melody blessed melody and also if you find my youtube page at crossroad productions i have them um, listed under films on my page and you can just kind of go and look through my and you can find his through my page as well so either works very cool so um well you've actress since the age of nine yep (laughs) filmmaker and you've produced mm-hmm. and um let's talk about mirror mm-hmm. so mirror was the second film i did i want to say on my own but like i had help just not as much as most people do on set <laughs> because i just didn't have the resources for it um so with the film i did for thomas's first film festival the omnipotent there was a guy i worked with that i was in school with and his name was michael michael moore not the director but his name was but the, my friend was also named michael moore <laughs> um and uh he he's big into the editing and filmmaking in general and that's kind of his strong suit so he's like yeah i loved it he just was interested in doing anything that i was like i have the script he's like great let's do it what do you got <laughs> and um he worked on 
he worked on the omnipotent with me and i had a couple of other actors and people that worked on that one with me actually which is funny because i still don't think that one wound up being as good as mirror did um but because i worked with him on that one and i i was like i trust him he is reliable he knows what i like he knows what i want to do like you know creatively and so i sat down with him i was like i have another script and we don't need anyone unless you need you know help because i'm the only person in it <laughs> i am the only actor it's a one woman show um so he was super super down to do it i came up all the, with all the locations and we kind of just sat down and talked about how it needs to go how i wanted it to look and then he made it happen um i sh what we should have done was had a shot list and all the professional stuff but it was honestly just uh, the two of us communicating the, like for 14 hours um about what we want to do because the whole thing was shot in one day um wow we... that is amazing that it was in <laughs> one day yeah. i mean i've seen it and that that sounds exhausting but it, go on yeah it is well and the one we did before that one was also like about 13 14 hour day all shot in one day because it was a two-week time frame and we had to get it done fast so we were used to that and it, because we already knew what we wanted we were really good at communicating i miss working with him he's he he lives in a whole other state like hours and hours away now got family you know and kids and everything so i'm not trying to <laughs> to make his life <laughs> more hard or, or stressful than it already By is saying we have two weeks to finish this yeah yeah so and well that's what he's doing now but at the time we were we he lived like 15 minutes from me at the time I think um and his family's super sweet and supportive of him too but so so I, I called him on I was like we'll just do it we'll film at my house we'll film at the lake and then I have this other area that I know we can film at because it's like this walking trail I like to go on and um we just did it I mean and, and honestly I had a script but most of the lines were kind of improv oh it was like yeah I had a script and I did read the script but it was like the script was more like guidelines it wasn't like I was following it, it it's a An very personal piece yeah it was it was here's a guideline what I wanted it. here's what mm -hmm. I want it to look like but I don't know that I'm gonna follow those necessarily and we just kind of did it um I know that doesn't it's like step by step I don't know if I can give it it was very chaotic and we just we did we just kind of did it I don't know if there's any other way to explain it um but mirror itself is it's it's personal to me for a lot of reasons because while we've been talking about I was busy from the time I finished high school to the time I got married and moved and COVID hit I, I mean busy 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 and one of the reasons is because of my passion for film and for um the arts and that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life but the other reason was because um there was someone that came into my life and I wound up being with for three years of my my last year of childhood I guess 17 18 19 and, and 20 approximately is is the time frame I was with this person and it was someone I'd known from my childhood as well I mean I I met him when I was 13 I thought I knew who this person was and um lived with him for like two of those three years or he lived with me for two of those three years and um <laughs> I was more of a piece in the game he was playing than actually a relationship between the two of us and mm. my childhood was kind of a mirror to this relationship with my own mother and father and so watching that dynamic before they had gotten their divorce and understanding what I thought home felt like was this person I mean they just vibrated on the exact same frequency that you know my own father had and, and so I'm like this feels like home and 
we we talk about what feels like home, but I think people in trauma have a different version of it. Because if you've sat in trauma and that is your home, then you're going to seek it out other places. It mm. is not, you know, safety doesn't feel like home. Somebody that cares about you and 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 truly loves you, that doesn't feel like home. <laughs> it can feel you know? boring. <laughs> It can feel boring. It's like, this is, yeah, this is, you know, this isn't what I actually want. Like I'm not getting that adrenaline rush that I normally get. So this doesn't feel right. And so I spent that time with him and, you know, I definitely wasn't the best person I could have been at the time either. And he definitely brought out my worst qualities. I think we both did. <laughs> I'm not sure how that worked after me, but, um, while we were together, it, it was a very, very hard time. Um, I've had to heal from a lot of that. I'm still healing from a lot of that actively. But when I wrote the film Mirror, it was because I had just, I had been out of that relationship for maybe a year or a year, year and a half at the time. And I was finally fully able to process some of the stuff that had happened to me and that I had been through. And then I realized too, at different points that, because my abuser was gone, I was starting to become my own abuser. And that that it, it was incredibly toxic. And I didn't even realize that you could do that to yourself in the way that I was doing it to myself, because it was a lot of emotional abuse. It was a lot of emotional abuse, which is I'm not saying it's harder than other forms, but it's different in the way that you don't have a physical repercussion of it that you can see. So you kind of write it off at times. It's like, oh, well, like, well, I'm used to this or I understand this or like, he's just having a bad day or like, well, maybe I did this or maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe I'm the villain. <laughs> maybe I just should leave him alone, <laughs> you know? But when you're left alone with all of those emotions, no way to process it. And you try to talk to the people that you love and like process it that way some of the people that haven't been through those same things, they cannot relate. They cannot understand. They're like, oh, why aren't you just, why aren't you over it? Like it's been a year, like, why aren't you over it? But they don't get it. It's not that I'm not over the relationship. It's that trauma doesn't always go away, especially right. if you don't process it, you know, and they can't help you process it because they don't understand it. And some of the people who do understand it are too traumatized still and haven't processed their own. So then you're triggering to them and then they have to go. So I found myself in the space of being unkind to myself, not loving myself, you know, re-traumatizing myself at times, treating myself poorly, and also not having anyone to talk to about that. Because anytime I tried to, it was like awkward or the person would run away or I just would stop getting phone calls. Like it was very isolating. So, so mirror helped you through that process. It was on, it was when I was getting closer to the other side of the process, but I knew I wasn't fully there that I wrote it. Um, and that's why I like, I'm not going to spoil the ending for it, but there is no happy ending to it. It, nothing gets resolved at the end of it. In fact, it consumes the feeling consumes at the end of the film purposefully, mm. because when I wrote the film, that's how it felt. It, it was like, I don't, it's not that I'm not trying to get better, but this is how I'm feeling. And when I filmed it, I wrote it and filmed it in the same year. And then we filmed it all in that one day. And then I think he had edited it within a few weeks after that and was like, what do you want to do with it? And he just sent it to me. He's like, it's your film. What do you want to do with it? And I locked it away for four oh. years. Oh, okay. It was filmed, finished 2019. 
and I did not do anything with it until February of this year, 2023. Um, so what kind because of life has it had since you've released it? A beautiful one. Um, <laughs> one I didn't expect. Uh, one that was to get to the point of releasing it was very hard. I have had to, I think it was like, I spent those four years trying to heal. I went through a lot. I mean, that could be a movie within itself, what happened in those four years. <laughs> um, a couple of movies, actually. But, like, when I finally got to the point of, I need to do something with this. I need to get my work out there. I need to get back into the industry. And I was like, I do have something, though. And it's this film. And I reached out to the guy who made it with me, Michael. And I was like, hey, like, how would you feel if I if I actually started sending it to film festivals? And he was like, I mean, it's your film. I always said, do what you want with it. Like, it's your film. And I was like, okay, well, like, I'll let you know updates if anything happens, if we win anything or whatever. And he was like, absolutely. I'm excited to hear about it. And I was like, cool. And then I started sending it before I sent it to the film festivals. I, I actually made a Facebook post because I was like, and I never do this. I'm never like the person that's like, hey, guys, <laughs> how are we doing? I need your opinion. But I, I felt that I needed that. And I was like, I have this film. This is the synopsis of it. This is kind of the, the theme. And I just want to know if anyone would be able to understand or relate. And the amount of love and understanding and kindness that I got from people I never hear from, I, you know, never talked to that were like, release the film. Please release the film. We need it. We want to see it. You can't do that. You can't keep that from us. And I was like, okay. And I was scared. And I just remember like feeling I was going to throw up the whole time but I was like I'm gonna send it and I just kept sending it send it more film festivals more film festivals Amy and Thomas were both like send it to this one send it to this one I'll show you how to work the film freeway website like you have to do this you have to send it out and I did and I I sent it to 10 festivals so far it's been accepted by five um and I won I already won one award from the Black Swan International Film Festival for the bet for best women's film um that was and crazy that, and where's that located at uh india it is very mm. international um <laughs> so while so i was cool. not able to go to india yeah yeah well and it made me feel good too because i remember thomas talking about like some of his films made like one awards in japan and i'm like man i wish i could be like internationally seen and then i just i did it and not only did it work but you know, I already, I got an award within the first, I think, month of sending it out. And I was like, okay, I have to keep going. I have to keep doing this. And um, that's when Amy and Thomas were both, they were like, send it to Imagineerium, which is uh, where we met. And mm -hmm. I, I sent it there. And while we didn't win any awards there, I, it was close enough that I was able to go to the festival itself. And it's been one of the bigger festivals. I've been to bigger ones, but this one was, was fairly big in, you know, comparison. Um, and I met so many people. I mean, even it wasn't about winning there. It was about the connections because I knew as soon as I got there that Friday, I think we got there at like 2 p.m. And I told my husband, I was like, OK, um, I don't know if, you know, the people I know are going to be there yet. But I know that my film starts at <laughs> my film starts at 435 today and everyone that I want to see it is going to see it. So I'm going to just start talking to people. So as soon as I got to the festival, I had my little cards, my business cards I made. And I just started talking to some of the booths. So I wanted to know what they had. So I was like, I always wanted to lead with what do you have on your booth? Tell me about your book. Tell me about your, your project. They'd tell me about it. And then if I felt like they were would be receptive to the type of themes in my film, I would give them my card and say, my film's at 435 today. Would you mind coming and seeing it? And I, I did that to, I don't know how many booths. 
But by the time 435 rolled around, I was getting so anxious because it was only like me and my husband and like three other people in that in the little like theater area they had for us. And I was like, man, I just, I don't know if anyone's gonna be able to find the room because the room's kind of small, it's off to the side. I don't know if they're gonna remember. And it, like, it's been a few hours and I started panicking like in my head. And I was like, it's not like, it's, they're not gonna come. Nobody's gonna show, nobody's gonna show. And then like four minutes before, like that last, there's like a four minute film right before mine. And like when that film started halfway through it, everyone that I had asked to come see it like flooded into the room and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I well, that's amazing. I, I can tell you, I've been in film fest where I was the only person viewing the film. So if yeah. you had an audience at all, that's amazing. <laughs> it was beautiful. And like the people that came to support it were so kind. And before they left the room, I had all these people coming up and like being like, congratulations. It was so good. And then like one woman came up and she hugged me and she's like, you really made me feel something. And like, oh, it just was overwhelming the response that I got from it because like I said, this is very personal and it's like my baby in terms of like the projects I've made so far. So it's like the fear of nobody caring or thinking I'm crazy because of it was overriding like my confidence. And then that brought me to a whole new space of people do care, people do want to see it. And sometimes they also need to know that they aren't alone. Absolutely. So, um, you know, this podcast is called Bloom Where You're Planted. And I always ask people what that means to them. I love when you told me about it initially, too. I've been thinking about it a lot because I love the name of the podcast. I think it's beautiful. And every, I've been telling people about it. And they're like, oh, that sounds, you know, that sounds really cool. And they, people are asking where to hear it now, too, which is exciting. But to me, Bloom Where You're Planted first of all, is beautiful, but it, it, it's like, it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you were born, what circumstances you're surrounded by. Like I said, like I wound up in a, in a nasty relationship because of the one that was modeled to me as a child. So despite that, despite going through that, replicating it in my young adulthood, overcoming that, trying to heal from it, despite that. And also because of that, I am where I am because where would I wouldn't have mirror that that the feelings and emotions I went through through that that I was able to get out that reached an audience that needed those feel to feel that needed to feel less alone got that message because I went through that it, it to me it means you should not only understand that you can overcome anything wherever you are you should also embrace it because sometimes it will it, it is the reason you are who you are in your accomplishments in the future it, it's the reason that they're happening for you at times. So while I do have some resentment about things that have happened to me in my life, I have a greater understanding of why they happened. The resentment is way outweighed by the understanding and the love that I have for the growth that I've created in my own life because of the hardships, because of where I started, you know, and I've worked mo pretty much every moment of my life to be a creative outlet and to be an emotional outlet for other people to see me. I am their mirror. They are my mirror. There's a reason it's called mirror. And it's not just because it's like, you know, the character in the film is talking to herself a lot, but it's also because I see myself as, as someone who understands another person, who can empathize with another person and, and can mirror back their own traits, no matter how kind or unkind they are, so they can see themselves in me as well. So it's like, again, it's like, it really just, it means a lot to me because it means no matter where you are, wherever you stand, you can get 
you can make great feats, great and fast feats in your life. If you understand that you, it doesn't matter your circumstances, it matters who you are and what your drive is and what impact you want to make on the world. That is beautiful. So what words of wisdom you have, you are an actress, a filmmaker, a producer. If I left anything out. <laughs> a writer. <laughs> no. A writer, yes. Um, so um, what sort of, with all of those, if someone said, I want to do what you're doing, Megan, what words of wisdom can you give to me? And it's words I've heard myself, which I guess is why I'm saying them, because they were right. And it's just start, just start. Like you said, bloom or you plant, just start. It, do, it, it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter if you have a thousand things going on for you at once. It doesn't like, yes, it's overwhelming. Yes, it's hard. But if it's something you love, like really, truly, it makes your soul light up. Do it. If it's writing, do it. If it's acting, find a way to do it by yourself. You have a phone. You have a smartphone with a camera and a microphone, you know, like TikTok. People are getting famous on TikTok. Start, just start talking about your day. If you, if you feel passionate about something, look it up. There are so many resources. YouTube has a plethora of things. I mean, have discernment wherever you go for sure. But like, everyone's like, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. And it's like, but if you love what you're doing, you will make the time. And if you don't have the money, you will find out a way to do it with zero money. Everything I have made, every film I've made, zero money, none, mm -hmm. zero, nothing. Uh, everything I've been in 99.9% .9 of the time, zero money funded behind it. Wow. That's these people do it because they love it. Mm. Amazing. So what's next for you? Well, this was I what hear, was next, but now I hear a list. I hear I a list. This is what was next, but now I, I have, I have some work in, in the waiting wings with Amy McCorkle right now in her Healing Hands Entertainment production company. Um, I, I, I'm actually gonna be calling her later on this evening around six to find out what she's got for me going on. Um, like I said, I've been working with uh, the Southern Oasis Film Festival uh, behind the scenes there. So I'm, I'm still working on that. I'm, I'm working on their TikTok promotional page too. I'm trying to get some more people to sign up and send their stuff in. So if you're listening to this and you have stuff, send it into Southern Oasis Film Festival at filmfreeway.com. Um, <laughs> but in March. Yes, <laughs> in March. <laughs> um, you have plenty of time. The deadline's not anytime soon. So you should have plenty of time to do that. But um, for myself personally, I have a couple scripts in the wings right now. I have one that's a two person that I'm going to have a friend of mine come down and, and direct for us because I want to do it with my husband and I want to get him started in acting a little bit. Um, I, I'm also heavily considering looking into another agent. Um, I have some that are a little bit more my style, I think, going forward, but I'm also iffy because of the experiences I've had in the past. So I'm like, can I just do it on my own maybe? Um, I'm focusing a lot on my YouTube channel. So I, I will be having, by the time that you're listening to this podcast, I'll probably have at least one or two more videos up, uh, film, uh, and I am starting to do two. I, I have one film on there that's like talking about a nonprofit um, cashless fair that a friend of mine put on where it's like people bring their um, like stuff from they have from home to exchange and they all have themes and stuff. So it's like nobody has to pay for anything. If you need it, somebody else has it, then you barter trade. Because I really believe in the, the idea of, you know, 
giving and and being close with your neighbors and community that's like a huge message like that I like to talk about and stand for because we are very isolated in our current society and we need to be more of a community you know um but the big yeah absolutely especially post-covid which we all felt the majority of the isolation there I mean that's that was insane change things that's for sure absolutely but yeah I think the the big thing that you should look for is my YouTube channel is Crossroad Productions can you crossroad productions and that's your YouTube. Okay. Yes. yes. And just so people know that will be in the show notes, your links and yes. all right. So I want to thank you so much, Megan, for being a guest. And, um, well, you have like a long list of things you've done and what you're doing and your energy is fantastic. I can't believe that you're only 26 basically correct? yeah 26 I'm about to turn 27 in a few months so but like, I know I, but yeah know, it's wild you've done it is it's amazing so I just want to thank you for joining us and um we'll definitely keep you in mind for future because it's always good to catch up again so bye bye-bye now <laughs> so as our time comes to a close remember to keep creating keep sharing and keep supporting each other. And remember to bloom where you're planted. Bye for now.